Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Episode 165 of the Rise and Shine podcast and the featured guest, A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez. We had him in studio on Shine on Sports, and he was absolutely mesmerizing on so many different topics. Whether or not he'll make the Baseball Hall of Fame, we talked to him about mistakes he's made in his career. A-Rod is a baseball junkie. We got into all his incredible work on Fox. We got into how he almost became a member of the Boston Red Sox. And it was pretty cool for me when he walked in the studio, right? And, you know, I'm wearing my jeans and my my Jordans and my my T-shirt. And, you know, he comes in the studio and he's wearing his suit and he's got his tie on. And Sam Garcia really had a, an expression on his face of like, oh, my God. I'm not exaggerating this, Sam, right? Sam, of course, our producer for Shine on Sports, who's with us on on the Rise and Shine podcast over the last few episodes. And Sam lit up. Lit up. Like, A-Rod's one of those sit-up-straight-take-notice athlete celebrities, right? Like, we all, we're all in the business, right? You know, people ask me, or my, Theo asked me, you know, you see Justin Jefferson, were you nervous? No, I'm not nervous around Justin Jefferson. But there's always that athlete or someone in sports that kind of gets you. When I, when I was in college, Jordan Leonard, our intern, is with us. When I was at Syracuse. I spent my summer, 1998, before my senior year, doing sports updates and working for a now-defunct radio station in Rockland County where I grew up, WRKL Radio, covering the Yankees. That was the summer of 1998 when the Yankees had one of the best seasons, regular season in Yankee history, baseball history. I actually sat in the press box with a student from Fordham every game, Tony Reale, who's now hosting Around the Horn. We were friends and started talking about, like, walk-up songs for Tony Tarasco. And I used to call in after that to his Fordham radio show. But I digress. But it's all part of the story. So I spent that summer cutting tape, working in production for WFAN Radio, and working for this local radio station and doing raps from Yankee Stadium and covering the Yankees for their home games. I will say... Of anyone that I've ever interviewed at any point in my life, the person I got nervous to interview was Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry, I'm 46, diehard Yankee fan, but he owned New York like no other when he was playing for the Mets and then had his ups, had his downs, went to L.A., issues with drugs and alcohol. And the first time I interviewed Daryl Strawberry... It's like, holy cow, wow. Have you guys ever had that moment where you've witnessed an athlete 
or a celebrity or somebody that you've encountered here at, at Sirius XM. For you, Sam, I, I, I really, you tell me, A-Rod was that guy. Watching your face, the expression on your face when A-Rod walked in dressed to the nines, I mean, you were you were in awe. Yeah, you're, you're 100% uh, right, Adam. Like, working in this industry, eventually, like, you stop being starstruck. Like, it becomes the norm. Right. Uh, and, you know, I see athletes coming in and out, movie stars coming in and out. It's always just another day. But seeing A-Rod, just like his charisma and like, you know, the way he presents himself and the way he walks, strides, like just the way he moves is just different than anything I've actually ever seen. The only thing I can ever compare it to is when I first started interning for Sirius and I met Scalabrini, because I was young. I was like 22, 23 years old. Oh, you just grew up as a started, Nets fan. And I grew up as a Nets fan. It's the first time that Brian Scalabrini and Alex Rodriguez have ever been in the same <laughs> right? sentence. Right, literally. But, that's, the, but that, that's me as young Sammy just getting started in the industry, so that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Right, yeah. which for me, I go back to something where I was in college and it was Daryl Strawberry. 100%. I hear what you're 100%. saying. But A-Rod walking into the studio was was unlike anything I've ever like experienced, honestly. Anyone for you, Bob? Yeah, I don't know if there's been anyone for me, but I love that his story with A-Rod because it reminded me of when you go to Super Bowl and Radio Row, there are certain players that don't play anymore that are still superstars. Like, they still have a presence and an aura. And a couple of the people for me were Michael Irvin and Deion Sanders. Like, when they walk in the room, you know exactly where they are at any time. They still had the aura of players who are now former players, but they still command the room. It's funny, the first day I was here, I was here probably for three minutes, and Gene Simmons walked out of the studio. <laughs> and I was just like, what am I doing here? I go, this is... I go, this is craziness. Gene Simmons walking out. So I don't know if there was any specific athlete for me so far. Pat I, Summerall would be a guy for me, too. First time I interviewed him at, at Super Bowl. That's a great one. I'm trying to think if there's ever really somebody for me. I mean, like when we had Pat Mahomes on, he wasn't Pat Mahomes. Like he was just a draft prospect, right? Running to Josh Allen at the Super Bowl was pretty freaking cool, though. That was awesome. Well, that was cool, too, because yeah, he, he came just... up to us was like, Adam, Bob, love the show. Like that, that was yeah. a that was a cool thing for you. That was pretty cool when he walked over to us. That was awesome. But I can't think of like anybody off the top of my head. It, I'd have to really jog my memory. Like we've been doing this a while now, Adam. So now when people just walk in, you just say, here they come. Like, that's it. They're here. I, I guess the first time about. I interviewed Jim Brown. Wow, that's a I great interviewed one. Jim Brown in person. That was that was a great one. And, and Jordan, you're breaking into this. Have you had any experiences like this? So A-Rod was my first day. So I honestly didn't know to be scared. <laughs> I was sitting like two feet from A-Rod on my first day here. So it was like that – it was scary, but like I was staying quiet no matter what anyway, so I really wasn't that scared. Um, I would say just in my college experience, probably Jim Beheim. just going <laughs> when I was reporting on a, get my first game, going to the press conference, and you have Donna and you have uh, Waters asking the questions, and then I raised my hand to ask the question, and it was at the point where Chris Bell was – not doing he was putting him in the starting lineup taking him out after 5 minutes oh, yeah. so i asked him the question oh boy are do you are you thinking about changing the starting lineup and his response was i think about a lot of things like right now i'm thinking about getting some food and then he just walked off the podium oh, that was you that, <laughs> that was me that was me Jordan, i had no idea oh my god and the press goodness. conference was over and he said see you saturday so oh, I, I was kind of shaking in my boots a little bit when that happened i mean You're i used to get a little bit nervous texting jim Beheim, so i completely <laughs> understand where he's coming from there you know the obviously i'm a big dave matthews fan there was that one day and i'm always in game mode bob's heard this story a lot 
where I just went to the bathroom and, you know, I'm going to the bathroom. Guy's going to the bathroom next to me, says, hello, we're talking. I'm like, holy shit, that's Dave Matthews. <laughs> yeah, like literally. Oh then, God. of course, there was the Mikey Fitz, Lin-Manuel Miranda, our old uh, associate producer, where I held the door from Mikey Fitz and Lin-Manuel Miranda going into the bathroom here at Sirius XM. And Mike had no idea no who way. Lin-Manuel Miranda was. He had no was. idea. Not even the slightest clue. He goes, oh, who are we talking about? I'm like, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Hamilton, nothing. Fun fact. Nothing. Mikey Fitz is now a huge Hamilton fan. <laughs> <laughs> he texts all the time about it. It's a great play. Uh, A-Rod, featured guest on the Rise and Shine podcast. You guys are going to love it. Ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL fans, right now on the SXM app, hear in-depth coverage of your team with the Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. It's all the analysis, all the breakdowns that matter to you, hosted by the players who played for your team and the fans who eat, sleep, and breathe it. 32 diehard fan bases, 32 podcasts. The Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. B-L-E-A-V. Search Believe in, followed by your team on the SXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. World Series champ, of course, you see him on Fox, you see him on ESPN, the great Alex Rodriguez. A-Rod, Adam Shine, great to see you again. Welcome. Adam, great to see you, and uh, great to be here, and say hello to Chris for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see him right now, he's on ESPN, he's on First Take. I didn't and recognize him because he had a tie on. He looks very sophisticated. I doesn't he? Every, <laughs> and I like to bust his chops. Every time he puts a tie on, Stephen A makes him wear that on, on First Take yeah. on ESPN, but yeah, I mean, he, he does look sophisticated. He's doing a great job there. Him and Stephen A have great chemistry. It's amazing, yeah. right? And, and Stephen A loves him, and we love Stephen A, and we will definitely tell Doggy that, that you say hello. Great to have you in studio, and we, I can't wait to chop it up and talk some baseball with you. But first and foremost, you're partnering with Aura Pharma 
to help fight gum disease by raising awareness about this chronic, misunderstood, and underdiagnosed disease. You were diagnosed with early-stage gum disease, which impacts and affects nearly 65 million Americans. Alex, tell us what you're doing with our good friends over at Aura Pharma and the kickoff of the Cover Your Bases campaign. Yeah, thanks, Adam. I'm really excited about the partnership with Aura Pharma to bring awareness, and you said it best. I mean, to think that I went in a regular visit to the dentist and found out that I had gum disease, and then it was shocking to find out that, you know, over 65 million Americans are very prevalent in my community, Latino, black, and brown communities, and it's something that you should just go see your local dentist, you know? Without question, and... Tony Gwynn was mm-hmm. obviously an idol of yours. Mm-hmm. And how impactful was everything that happened with him in terms of, you know, spreading the word about why this is so important? Yeah, I mean, this is really a, a great opportunity. This is why I'm so excited about Aura Pharma because, it, you know, Tony Gwynn obviously chewed tobacco and passed at the age of 54, one mm. of my great heroes. But this disease can actually happen to everybody and uh, has nothing to do with tobacco or this or that. Uh, everybody is a target, and especially as you get older and older. I'm lucky that I caught it early, but it's important to know, and again, especially if you're in black and brown communities, it would be great to see your local dentist. All right, there's so much I want to ask you about everything going on in sports, but first and foremost, you know, you're at game four. Jeter's at game four. (laughs) I mean, did you think there was a shot? Because I know you love Mm -hmm. Miami sports in your heart, obviously, growing up. Did you think that there would be these Boston comparisons, Celtics coming back? You obviously lived it, 04, Yankees, Red Sox. Those Red Sox teams, that Red Sox version in 2004, to me was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Star players came to play. Role players came Mm -hmm. to play. You know, I actually thought that comparison was almost, and I'm a diehard Yankee fan, offensive Mm -hmm. to the 2004 Mm -hmm. Boston Red Sox. What did you think of that comparison with the 2023 Celtics and the 2004 Sox? Well, 2004 was a year I want to forget, <laughs> and it's unforgettable enough for for good reasons. But 04, Adam, made 09 so much sweeter. Yeah. And sports has a funny way to tie together. When you think about uh, it was game seven uh, where the Celtics went into Miami and beat them, and Jimmy Butler had that shot to win the game, a wide-open three and missed. And, boy, isn't sports great? You come back the next year, Game 7, this time in Beantown, and Pat Riley and Spo and the great Miami Heat culture finds a way to win a game. I agree with you. I think that Red Sox 2004 was as, probably the best team I played in my career. Wow. Because they had the chemistry. They had a great kind of Hall of Fame manager in Francona. Uh, they had Dave Roberts, a 25th man on the base, who obviously stole that painful base uh, when Mo was pitching. And then they had phenomenal pitching with Schilling, Pedro, Derek Lowe, and a fantastic bullpen. So, And they had Theo Epstein, one of the greatest baseball minds. So when you think about the total package, they had it. And one thing that I like to underscore that people did not think about is, you know, you know, man for man, we were pretty even. I thought they were better pitching. Mm-hmm. And when John Olud went down, who's one of the most underrated players. Excellent point. It was subtle, but it was devastating. And I'm not saying that was the reason we lost, but we, we, we were thin already. We couldn't miss such a guy that hits great pitching and is a contact guy. I think that's an excellent point. I remember being devastated as a Yankee fan when that injury took place. A lot I want to piggyback off of from that answer, but winning the World Series – for you personally, mm-hmm. professionally, 
How much did you need that World Series championship? I, I needed it badly. You know, people always ask me, uh, game six, when Pettit pitches a dime of a game and Mo comes in to close, was it happiness or relief? Mm. And it was really more relief. I hear. And, and I over hear. time, I've been able to enjoy the fruits of the happiness. This morning, I walked into your studio, and we have, you know, a gazillion fans lined up outside still thanking us for 2009. And to think the Yankees only have one title in almost 25 years is hard to believe. Um, so, yeah, th- that was that was really, really special. And 04 made it more special. Now, it's funny because I was talking to the guys who I work with, and they're younger, and they don't necessarily remember this. So I want you to explain it to the audience, and especially on the heels of the comments with, you know, the Red Sox, best team you played against. You were that close mm-hmm. to being on the Boston Red Sox. And, you know, going back to your Mariners days in Texas, I always thought, and I'm a Yankee fan, and I love, you know, the old stadium and Yankee fans and history, and my parents, you know, grew up in the Bronx. But there's something special about Red Sox Nation, mm-hmm. Fenway Park, and I thought for you, on the heels of everything Seattle, te- that would have been the perfect spot for Alex Rodriguez how close were you to being a member of the Boston Red Sox? Well, we had a signed contract. Uh, we had three signatures, and we needed four. So it's it's interesting because I tried to give back and concede almost $50 million. And Don Fear, the head of the union at the time, said, not so fast. We're not in the business of giving money back to the owners. And I said, but I want to do this. I thought it was the perfect storm, Adam. I, I was coming from Texas. Yankees <clears throat> were were uh, beat the Red Sox with the Aaron Boone home run. Yep. And I said, what great thing for baseball. Derek against Alex. I thought there was a little bit of magic bird. Uh, we were both shortstops. We we're both you know entering the prime of our careers. And I just thought it was the magnificent kind of partnership in sports to have us go against each other 20 times a year. And when I tried to make that concession of 50 million bucks, uh, we had three signatures we needed four. We needed my signature. You had that. You needed uh, John Henry. We had that. We needed Bud Selig, the commissioner at the time. We had that. But we needed Don Fear to Mm. sign off. And he said, not so fast. And sure enough, that was the end of that. You ever think about how that could have changed your history, Yankee Red Sox history, and even perception reality on you? And I don't think it gets talked about enough. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever has been said about Alex Rodriguez, right or wrong, you were going to give up the money. Mm-hmm. You wanted to win a championship more than anything else, <laughs> and it never gets discussed. Well, it's funny because I, I wanted to give up so much. I first <laughs> wanted to give up a, a bunch of money, and then I gave up my position to go play third base. Sure. And it's one of the things, Adam, that I'm most proud of. Uh, Just won the gold glove, just won the MVP, just got named captain of the Rangers. And when George Steinbrenner comes in calling, what I think is the greatest owner of sports of all time, uh, you know, I felt playing third base for the Yankees was greater than playing shortstop anywhere else. Uh, I was thrilled to come play with Derek. Uh, And then secondly, you know, when I had 696 home runs, on that day where I retired in August, uh, I think it was 12th of 16, I had three teams call me and said, why don't you just come September, we open up the rosters, and we'll give you a roster spot, and I think you can hit four home runs. And I thought about it for one second, Adam, and then I said, you know what? I was sat in my theater in Miami, uh, and I said, 696 home runs is greater as a Yankee than 700 with any other team. Mm, I love that. I absolutely love that. Now... You grew up as a Mets fan, 
Kiner's Corner. Huge. Huge Mets fan. How badly did you want to play for the Mets? You know, I I, I love baseball. I, I sit at home and watch two or three games at a time. I think it's well documented. I'm a baseball geek. Um, and that's where I can relate with fans. And I think that's why I, I've, I've, I've had some success with Kevin Burkhardt and Big Poppy and uh, in, in Fox because I, I love doing that. I would do it for free. Um, <clears throat> so obviously being a Mets fan, again, I thought there was some synergies there to play against the Yankees. Um, that didn't work out. Red Sox didn't work out. But you know what? Uh, everything happens for a reason. Being a Yankee has been the greatest thrill of my professional life. And there is something about being a world champion mm-hmm. to being a small part of that incredible team uh, and to raise the trophy with my teammates and Jay-Z oh, and my daughters. Yeah. It was something – Is a, I'll never forget it. It's just awesome. Alex Rodriguez, of course, with Adam Shine, Channel Sports, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Sports Radio. As we broadcast live from our studios <laughs> in, in Midtown Manhattan, A-Rod, of course, in, in studio with us. And, you know, it's interesting when I look at your incredible career. And you mentioned the home run total, Hall of Fame. And I've, I've made this case forever – you should be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame. Is that something for you that is a stated goal, or you think that the era should be judged differently? Because I'm 45 turning 46. You can't tell me my era of baseball didn't exist. What's your take on Cooperstown and the Hall of Fame? Look, I was just recently there to to support my good buddy, uh, Big Poppy, and it was just great. Look, as a baseball historian, someone who loves baseball, uh, I understand the magnitude of the Hall of Fame. I have so much respect for it. Uh, I wish one day I can get in. Uh, but here's the thing, Adam. Like, I understand the mistakes that I made. Uh, I knew the rules of engagement. Uh, I broke the rules. Uh, I paid the price. And if I don't get to the Hall of Fame, there is absolutely no one to blame but myself and my, my goal in life now is that even if I don't get in I think in a weird way God's giving me this unique opportunity to be a voice for Major League Baseball yeah. be a voice for Rob Manford and to talk to the next generation of players and say hey don't make the mistakes that I made and if I can save one or two players That'll be a big win for for me and for the game. I love that. I love the smile as you say that, too. I know how genuine that is. And that, to me, was always my favorite thing in watching your career. And I could listen to you talk baseball, how much mm-hmm. you love baseball. Mm-hmm. You're going to go home, and you're going to watch West Coast games. <laughs> I remember the Esquire article with Jeter, and you almost couldn't believe that Derek didn't watch it. He loved playing shortstop for the Yankees and winning. You wanted to go watch a West Coast baseball game if you were on the East Coast, which I love. How did you develop that unbelievable passion for baseball? I think, I think first of all, Adam, I'm Dominican, right? It's synonymous with baseball. Um, in my country, in Dominican Republic, it's probably the single most important thing uh, besides your, you know, your religion and, and, and your family. Then yeah. it's baseball, right? And it, there is something that uh, brings tremendous pride. My father loved baseball. I remember sitting as a five, six, seven-year-old in his lap watching the Yankees game, watching the Mets game, uh, you know, born born in, here in New York, raised in Miami. And I've always just been a baseball nerd. You know, my great friend Kobe Bryant, you know, before he passed, God bless his soul, uh, we would geek out on the nerdy stuff he loved about basketball mm. and the nerdy stuff I loved about baseball, the work ethic, the passion. 
I could not wait to get home and get to work on my game, work on my craft. I I would get almost in a fist fight with Coach <laughs> with, with Tori if he wanted to give me a day off. I mean, you just love to play and and you know playing for great managers like Tori and and, and Girardi and and Lou Pinella. I don't know. I, I still geek out over it. Any regrets leaving Seattle? Because that that's and I know you got the contract. Obviously, you win the MVP. That Seattle situation was such a great one for you. It was, Adam. You know, being a, an East Coast kid, right, uh, my mom, you know, single mom, dad left at 10. I, I, it was important for me to get closer to mom. Mm. Um, I think Seattle was an incredible place. Your intuition is dead on. You know what I had there, Adam, is I had a great collection of mentors, a great collection of role models. And if I was just 47-year-old Alex talking to 21-year-old Alex, I think I would have taken your advice and said, you know what, I don't know if I would have finished my career with Seattle, but two or three years, I was still a young kid, 23, 24 years old when I left. It's interesting. To have the tutelage, the mentorship of Lou Pinella, Jay Buhner, Edgar Martinez, Ken Griffey, Joy Corp. And, and and not only were they a squad, Adam, but they were great men. Yeah, they were great role models, and I think I could have done very well. When I went to Texas, I kind of lost my way a little bit because imagine playing for Coach K at Duke for four years. Mm. Whether you like him or not, if I'm and a I parent, we're going to send our kids to Coach that's K. That's right. That's a great comparison. And that's how I felt. I was in Duke basketball, but the West Coast version of that under Lupinello. When you take a look at the landscape of Major League Baseball right now, and it's, you know, to me, I always like to look at the Wednesday after Memorial Day to really have the first take a glance at the standings and react, overreact. First and foremost, the rule changes. I I loved them when they were implemented. I hated the shift. I like lefty sticks. I like watching, you know, balls that go into the hole and driving the ball and Kyle Schwarber, the bigger bases, the hit and run, you know, making plays in the outfield, the pitch clock, the pace of play. How do you feel about the new rules? Love, love, love. All caps. Yeah. Right. And and look, I think we have to take a step back. And Rob Manford, the commissioner, is taking a lot of heat from a lot of people. I think it's time for all of us to pause and salute the man because he's done an incredible job. He surrounded himself with great people. I think Theo Epstein has been a good, good force in the Major League Baseball office. Give Tony Clark, the Players Union rep, a lot of credit. Look, change is hard for baseball because we're married to our history. Adam, that's why you and I love baseball mm-hmm, so much. Mm-hmm. But when you see the NFL, when you see soccer, have to change. when you see UFC, when you see oh, they're on fire, you have to be able to divorce some of your history Lean into some of the progressive thinking. I love the rule changes. I love. I hated the shift. Uh, the time clock has been godsend. Yep. And and there's more to come. And look, I'm not crazy about the bases, but here's what we can do as fans: we can't start nitpicking on everything. Right. You're not gonna gonna get them all right. If you make five changes and four are good, that's a big win. Let's keep moving. Yeah, I hated the shift. I'm so happy it's gone. It drove me absolutely crazy. National League has been weak this year. I thought going into the season, I had a strong take. Five best teams in baseball are on the National League. It hasn't played out that way thus far. Dodgers have been great. Braves, even though they just lost two to the A's, which is kind of illegal. Braves have been excellent. Still have hope for the Mets, obviously. I still have hope for the Phillies. Trey Turner has struggled. I love the Padres offseason. I still think they can be a really great team. Give me a thumbnail sketch what you're looking at for the National League. Well, I, I think, look, <clears throat> anytime you have Verlander, and Scherzer, Buck Showalter, and the big guy Steve Cohen with his pockets, uh, they're always going to be a threat. And <clears throat> it's weird to think about 
<clears throat> excuse me, it's weird to think, Adam, about New York. Uh, for the last 100-plus years, the biggest spender has been the New York Yankees. Of course, yeah. And you can make an argument that as long as Steve Cohen is involved, that'll never be the case again because the Mets will rule as far as spending power. Uh, that's interesting. I, I, I still think you got to keep an eye on the Phillies. Uh, San Diego, they got a bunch of young guys. They're only going to get better with time. Tatis is back. All the boys are coming together. And and I love the Braves. Uh, so I think the National League is packed. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see what happens there. What makes Aaron Judge such the perfect star for New York and, and you know this, the New York Yankees? I mean, he is Derek Jeter 2.0. Mm. You know, everything that was great about Derek is great about Aaron Judge. First of all, he's got incredible parents. A lot of people don't know this. Uh, he's adopted mm -hmm. by two parents, both educators. Uh, he married his junior high sweetheart. He's six foot seven, 280 pounds, less than 10% body fat. He runs well. He throws well. He, he's a good hitter with power. I hate this idea about just getting guys that you know are rock throwers, that throw hard, have no idea where the ball's going. I hate this idea of guys that can just hit it a long ways and can make contact. He's the perfect package, and then he's Madison Avenue worthy. He's a guy that the late George Steinbrenner would have been absolutely in love with. Without question. <laughs> oh, obviously, co-owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. I like the core. I like the mix. Mm -hmm. I, I think Minnesota's had – I defended the Gobert deal. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes it's tough to get free agents to Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I think Minnesota could be a top four, top five team in the West next year. How do you feel about the Timberwolves? I love it. I, I love the NBA, Adam. It's been one of the greatest experiences of my of my, of my life. To sit <clears throat> on the board with 29 other owners <clears throat> has been incredible. I've learned so much. But look, Minnesota's a great town. What people don't know is the oh, yeah. ninth wealthiest city in the country. You have over 18 Fortune 500 companies. And the one thing that people forget, what I think will be the world champs this year, the Denver Nuggets, the architect is now our president in Tim Conley. And Tim so we're Conley very is excited. A and of course, you have Cat, Car uh, Anthony Towns. You have Anthony Edwards, who's one of the upcoming stars. So we're excited. Fan base is excited, and we can't wait for next year. All right, final question for you, Dan Marino. I know how much. Look at that smile. <laughs> what kind of numbers would Dan Marino have put up in the NFL today? Oh my gosh! First of all, we don't have enough time because you got me now. <laughs> now you got me really excited. Is the reason why we're number thirteen? I know. Um, you know, I think, look, here's what I think about Dan Marino. You asked me about 09 and how important that was to me. Being a Marino lover, a Miami Dolphins fan, watching the pain and torture of Dan not being able to close the championship in the mm. Super Bowl, Charles Barkley and others, I remember that, and I wanted to not be, I wanted to have that title in our mantle. I love that. Alex Rodriguez partnering with Aura Farmer to help fight gum disease by raising awareness about this chronic misunderstood, underdiagnosed disease. Love what you're doing with this, A-Rod. It's very important. Keep up the amazing work on Fox. Kevin Burkhardt is the best. You guys have a lot of fun. We appreciate the time as always, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you. It's time for texts from Jack Shine. All right, here's a text from Jack Shine, Bob. Call me. Call me now. <laughs> I oh love that you're Call me. Call me now. So, my dad sent this text at 8 a.m. Now, I'm prepping for the radio show, and this is on a Tuesday morning. Call me. Call me now. So, what do you think I did? Yeah, it's an emergency. I called him. Yeah. Called him now. A double-double call me. That's dangerous, right? Must That's be an emergency. Yeah. Dad, everything all right? Just want to say good morning. <laughs> It's a text, though. It's Just want to say good morning. Oh, my God. See, that's call not a call. Call me. 
Call me now. No, see that. Two texts. Call two. me. Call me now. Yeah, the two is an emergency. And that's that's the one way to get a hold of anybody, right? Call them once. If they don't pick up and you really need them, call them a second time. That's because right. That is the ultimate, oh my God, it must be important. Like that's that's the big thing, right? You that's assume on a missed call that it's an accident or not important. Yeah, or you know, you'll get back to the person or you know, you you file it in the back of your mind. Maybe. But a second phone call is paramount to to everything that is going on. That is a okay, let me step out of the studio and answer this. Or, you know, you know you're know, you at something important. You're at church. You're at temple. Let me step out and answer this call. I've been called twice. It must be an emergency. I would say the second phone call or the text to explain the phone call, that's the emergency <laughs> situation. Yeah. The I- call me, call me now just to say good morning, completely unacceptable. Rise and Shine is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, please give a five-star rating, leave a review, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.